Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. What is happening, everyone? Welcome to episode 39 of your favorite podcast, the Gordai Podcast. I am your host, Justin Haley, alongside your co-host, Scott Simmons. And today we're going to get into some in-depth topics. Yeah, we're just talking about macros versus meal plans. Nothing too sexy, right? Well, I'm going to explain the, the digestive processes. I'm going to explain some human metabolism. I'm going to explain why six to 900 calorie diets for bikini girls are not needed. <laughs> And I think inside you're going to find a lot of really valuable and really useful information. As always, that's our goal. As always, we love your feedback. Give us five stars. Leave us a review. Share us on your socials. We would love to hear from you. Episode 39 brought to you by Revive Supplements and brought to you by Raw Supplements. I'll see you inside. All right, you guys. Exciting week for us here in Austin, Texas. Um... On Sunday, we have about 10 Team of Haley clients coming out uh, to Hyperdrive, and they're getting the first training sessions that are going to be conducted at that gym. Dude, the gym is so fucking cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. Holy shit. I'm it's so come a long way. Up. Dude, it's wild. I can't wait like till we do a like before and after side by side, yeah. like when we like bought it yep. versus like now. Yeah, oh, I, my I God. have the like before and like middle after. Yeah. Not the final after. Oh, that final after is going to be gnarly. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be dope as fuck. Uh, man, we've done a really good job with it. So it's man, it's a cool gym. If you're in Austin, oh, you better come check it out. It's going to be sweet. So really, really, really fired up with that. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know. The only other things that are going on that, uh, you know, are really standing out to me is people are still pushing People are still sharing and pushing, oh, yeah. and, you know, dude, I'm proud of people. Mm -hmm. I'm proud of people. Like I was worried after everyone got arrested from that situation, uh, that people were going to give up. Mm -hmm. People are still pushing and change is clearly happening. Lots yeah. of reform going on. Yeah. Did you see the NFL? Was it the commissioner owner? I didn't see this. I One of think. the FNL NFL. You got, we got to watch. I got to show you. Yeah. He just, he kind of basically stated how he black he said black lives matter on camera yeah yeah and he said like i was wrong kind of the drew Brees yeah, thing too of course the same kind of mentality of course and uh how everybody was That's against powerful. kaepernick in the man, beginning man drew Brees got killed yeah for that man i mean the statement was definitely idiotic yeah i do think you know for there to be progress mm -hmm. um and maybe i'm not the most enlightened to speak on this I'm not sure he should get flamed, <laughs> you know, like mm -hmm. some people just, you know, still need their eyes open to maybe. Yeah. Um, my issue with it, with Drew Brees, I guess is dude, this guy's done so much for people. Yeah. Holy fucking shit. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying I'm, like, I'm not giving, really giving him a get out of jail free card, like nothing like that. Like he yeah. should have like spoke more intelligently, but dude, Oh my God, this guy's done a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, y'all want to come after him. Like, I bet you he's very open to have, you know, a, a, having a conversation, <laughs> like being educated, you know? Um, so yeah, I'm proud of everyone. Uh, I'm proud of everyone tuning in right now. You know, it's been, uh, it's been a very anxiety inducing what four months now. Holy shit. 
But man, we're all here. We're all crushing it. We made it through. If there's any notes to take from this, life keeps going on, man. Life keeps trucking. That sun keeps, you know, turning around the fucking earth and and uh, we keep doing our thing. So I like how people are coming at it from a more calm perspective now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like everything. Mm-hmm. Like it's uh, the the guy I think was talking about is Roger Goodell. Yeah, yeah. Roger Goodell is the yeah. commissioner of the NFL. Dope. Yep. That's that's dope as hell. Um, he's definitely gotten his fair share of criticism, but uh you know what I heard? You know what's frustrating? He makes forty million dollars a year. Does he like really? it's not that hard to run that business? <laughs> I'll run. I'll, I'll run it for half that. <laughs> Give me five. Like, are you kidding? It's the fucking. It like makes it. It does itself. It does its own thing. Yeah, it sells itself. I would love to know what a day in the life is like of the oh, commissioner man. of the fucking NFL. It's probably putting out fires, dude. Yeah, it probably, probably is. is. Just like a whole bunch of fire extinguishing. Yeah, yeah. I think it's wild. I heard a rumor. I don't know if this is true. This it seems like it was. Um, I'd ha- I haven't fact checked it, but. Apparently, the young people yeah. in charge of the social media uh, content on NFL's Instagram okay. posted basically strong arm, not strong arming in like a negative way, but like yeah. forcing Roger Goodell's hand Ooh. to be like, you better speak out because we're, we're putting it on social media for you. Ooh, wow. So now you have to. Man, I'm surprised he didn't speak out right away. Yeah. Like what 65 70% of the employees in his company are african american <laughs> I, I mean i would there's a fat check behind would, every single yeah, one of those people yeah i would think he would have spoke out sooner yeah i'm confused by that nonetheless um yeah nonetheless um so as gyms are opening up, as the world's getting back, as normal season returning, competition season is happening. Man, I'm seeing some real stupid shit. <laughs> Fuck, dude. <laughs> I mean, some of the client uh, inquiries and and protocols that I'm seeing are like, what the fuck are you guys doing? There's just such a misunderstanding of physiology. And honestly, it fucking disgusts me. It's literally it's repulsive. How the fuck do you guys not understand? Like you guys just don't do any research. Y'all don't continue your learning. Y'all don't really like, what do you do? Cause like, this is your job. I mean, just today, a dude who, you know, is a pretty prominent coach said on his Instagram in a comment, I shared on my story. He said, well, most bikini girls get down to six to 900 calories in the end of the prep. And no one's talking about that. Really? That. Damn. That's news to me. News to me. What's I should have sat the, here. I should have sat here and counted uh, how many how, how many overall wins, class wins, top ten national finishings my bikini girls have, and there's never, ever, ever, ever. I've never had a client under a thousand calories, let alone between six to nine hundred. Yeah, like you're not even able to understand how the human metabolism works. Like you have to go down that low because you don't understand proper refeed timing. Well, you don't understand how a carb cycle keeps the metabolism hard and not soft. You're just starving the body, I presume. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. At that point, I mean, yeah, that's definitely a you know a starvation, and you know, assume they went down that low because cardio was so high. And I'm just over here like, man, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like stress feedback loops in the body, cortisol feedback loops. Like we can manipulate those. Mm-hmm. Metabolic downregulation feedback loops. We can manipulate those. Like, no, the like the odds are you're you're not going to be eating 2000 calories your entire fucking bikini prep. I'm not saying that. Yeah, you're going to have to get down to 1100, maybe 1200 calories. But man, six to nine hundred. I I mean, this is bikini. This mm-hmm. isn't 
like, yeah, you know, being like nine and a half, 10% body fat on stage is like a really ideal place to be. But dude, you, like, you don't need all that to fucking get there to fucking take some Yohimbi and do some goddamn fasted cardio, hit your fucking workouts really hard and, you know, manipulate food. And like, literally, literally you're going to be ready. <laughs> I mean, holy shit. Yeah. Like the, the division is very streamlined. Mm-hmm. We, 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 would, would this, we want, I mean, would this pretty strongly negatively impact the, bodies the human the, the female hormones and that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff if you get down to six six to nine hundred calories and i mean you also assume this person's like 10 percent body fat and you also have to assume the reason that you know one of the reasons down there is because you couldn't do more cardio so you know let's assume someone's doing five days and 90 minutes cardio which like saying that gives me really bad anxiety that just really raised my blood, blood pressure a lot i should probably go take some blood pressure <laughs> holy shit good thing my cabinet's full of revive um but you know assume they're that low. They're doing that much cardio. Like, man, you're trying to force change. And like the body's not going to respond to being forced to do mm-hmm. something. It's going to respond to what it's allowed to do, what it's capable of doing. We get down this low and guess what happens? There's no cholesterol. Guess what happens when there's no cholesterol? There's no hormones being produced. Guess what happens when there's no hormones being produced? You lose your cycle. Your sleep sucks. Your stress goes through the roof. You don't have any libido. You don't feel like a woman. Your mental clarity is completely fucking shot um, amongst I mean, it's so much other things. It sounds like there's hair starts falling out. Oh, that's a big one. Is it? Yeah. It sounds like there's a code that the body goes by and uh-huh. the people doing that are looking for the cheat code yeah and they're trying to do a workaround i mean it's not hard to get someone in shape put them on 600 calories in five days and 90 minutes on the stairmaster yeah i mean yeah i can get anyone in shape doing that like what the fuck's the benefit of that mm-hmm. like i mean at that point you're taking you know quality of life off the back end yeah that's kind of you know suck. like at the end of a prep like yeah you're going to be struggling you're going to be suffering if you are ready you are going to know you are going to feel it and it is going to you're you know the day you feel ready because you look at yourself in the mirror every fucking day and you think you look like shit but you know that you could handle a little bit more suffering if you're tough if if you know you're mentally weak uh, you're not going to be able to, but if you're fucking tough, you can handle a little bit more than one morning you wake up and you know, Oh, Oh, this is what it feels like. <laughs> and then, you know, you're ready. And then you don't even care what the mirror looks at. Like at that point, you don't even have the energy to look in the mirror and assess it. Yeah. But like, fuck, at least you're still eating. <laughs> at least you're not doing 90 <laughs> minutes to stare. What would you say the week? probability is of a poor rebound? After From that? that? <laughs> oh my 100%. God. So I, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, 70, 80%. Um, your relationship with food is going to be different forever. Your relationship with food is going to be different if you're a competitive athlete, period. Not just bodybuilding. I'm tired of these stupid fucking idiots. They're like, bodybuilding ruins your relationship with food. No, you ruined your relationship with food because food becomes our main like source of progress. So everything we look at, everything I look at, I just like assess it. I overanalyze it. Yeah. I I, like, I, yeah, I put a lot of it like food's not just food. Food is fuel. If you've never understood that you never viewed your food that way, then you're not, I mean, then you've never been a bodybuilder and don't tell me that, you know, you competed and like you have this perfectly healthy relationship with food or, you know, what you guys can, what these people mostly twidiots and say you know a girl a girl literally tweeted out Mm. oh my god i went nuts on her i you probably you might have told me she tweeted out she said anyone who's who competes in bodybuilding is disordered 
I was like, well, that's about the stupidest fucking wow. thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, what a generalization. <laughs> Dis, uh, like a disorder Dude, everybody, is vastly different it's, it's than a, a relationship. Label. It's the it labels. Everybody wants to put a label on something. Yeah. Everybody. Well, she was a failed bikini competitor. Okay. <laughs> she like turned She's into sour. a thing. Uh, she like started modeling swimsuits and stuff and like got like some romance novel book covers and shit. Mm. So she like made her career that way. Uh, career, if you want to call it that. Um, but she, you know, she, I mean, she, you know, it's just the Twitty. It's like, this is why you got to get off Twitter. Um, so your relationship with food will be different. It doesn't mean it's bad. It means every single thing I look at, every single thing you look at, as soon as you get into serious, like competitive bodybuilding, like, Hey, I don't really want to lose anymore. I'd rather win. Every item of energy you look at is just different. And it's going to be like that forever. And that's perfectly fucking okay. You're probably going to live longer and healthier than everyone who doesn't view it that way. That's all right. The issue is people are understanding very fundamental and elementary things. So I'm going to come on. Let's talk about some extremely elementary and fundamental things. First, we're going to talk about meal plan versus macros. And I'm going to continue this on and um, other nutrition conversations we're going to have here. Because my God, camps of both just want to act like one's superior than the other. Mm-hmm. Like, if you give someone a meal plan, their metabolism has no idea. <laughs> if you give someone macros, their metabolism has no idea. Mm-hmm. One is literally not better than the other. It's downright stupid to say. It's your ego talking. It's complete bias. With my clients, 90% do macro-based. 10% do meal plan-based. I've had bodybuilders, classic physique guys, men's physique guys, and obviously like in every single division, I've had people win shows on macros. I've also had people win shows on meal plans. One is not superior than the other. It's about preference. What what constitutes the decision for you of putting somebody on a meal plan? It's them. Oh, okay. It's personal, their preference? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, their preference. Or if a lot of drugs are involved like yeah. with a guy, yeah. we'll, we'll switch to a meal plan just for timing of sure. certain items. Okay. Um, like... Yeah, like the insulin. So is your preference to be on macros and outside of the drugs? Yeah, yeah. The the preference for my clients is definitely macros. Um, just because you know, like shit pops up. Mm-hmm. Friday night comes, you get invited to you know a dinner. They're not going to have your food there. Well, we can make something else for it. We, you know, we can make something else work. We can still get closer to our goal. Mm-hmm. And so it's like let's just mitigate all life events and just track macros and once you're really good at tracking macros that you can go eat anywhere you can go to fucking mcdonald's and realize oh like wait mcdonald's isn't bad my food choices here have been bad Mm -hmm. and like you you know you can kind of fix that uh, that's the funny thing i've seen at least watching all of you coach and team haley is like when somebody panics a client a client panics and says like i'm going out to eat and i don't know what to do oh boy you know what i mean i can feel their anxiety and i'm like what do you mean? What do you, I, I, I guess to me, just like it's, it's all food. It's, it's yeah. just food. Yeah. Like all we have to do is plan ahead. And, you know, I have that talk with them. It's like, dude, go out, order. So, you know, look at the my fitness pal. Look at the I mean, nutrition facts are everywhere. Yeah. Well, they if have to play required. Yeah, yeah. Like go find the nutrition facts, configure something that works here. Mm-hmm. Put the salsas on the side. Voila. It's that easy. <laughs> like, there's no need to freak it out. It seems like the major, the like general population probably overcomplicates yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it's very rare that prep clients have freakouts. 
Mm. Um, it's, it's very, 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 very rare for me at this point. Mm. Um, so a meal plan is very simple. Coach gives you meals, follow them. Macros, very simple. Coach gives macros, you hit the macros every single day. Now, for those of you who don't know how to track macros, it is literally the easiest thing in the world. It's just simple addition, subtraction, uh, multiplication. So tracking macros, everything has a nutrition label, right? Let's say I give you 150 protein, 200 carb, 60 fat. Let's say you want four meals a day. It's 30 protein, 50 carb, 15 fat per meal. Boom. Make it happen. Make it work. That's all you have to do. All you have to do is hit that. Okay. Let's understand a couple items. Calories in versus calories out. Every single diet that's ever been invented is literally just manipulating calories in, calories out. Say this to a person who's a uh, keto fan. They think calories in, calories out don't exist. They believe that their diet literally pulls down physiology, rips it apart. Thousands and thousands and thousands of years of human evolution of physiology uh-huh. is just ripped apart by this high fat, moderate protein, low carb diet. Yeah. <laughs> and they just redefine everything. It's like you're, you said your metabolism can't tell the difference between the it words. It has no fucking idea. It doesn't. T- it can't tell the difference between keto no or meal plan idea. or macro. No fucking idea. It's food. It, your metabolism doesn't know the difference between a keto diet and an extremely high carb diet. Like, dude, I've met like the by far the dumbest element of society is the like very the extreme keto Mm. folks. They're the dumbest people in society. Mm -hmm. I mean, they argue. They (laughs) are. Dude, they don't argue with opinions. (laughs) They argue with the most extreme facts you can have. And then when you try to rebuttal, they say the conversation is over. We're done here. They they just keep like doubling down. I'm like, like they truly believe thermogenesis doesn't apply. Mm. Like the the laws of thermodynamics. Nope. The keto diet, the keto diet in this one fucking day is going to rip apart thousands and thousands and thousands (laughs) of years of evolution. So fuck you and your carbohydrates. And you know why they they do it? Because they're angry. They have mental clarity. They they do it because they're mad. They don't get carbohydrates. And you know what? I would be too. Like, fuck, fuck, dude, your gym performance sucks. Your sex performance sucks. Your mind performance sucks. Like, man, what do you do? We all need a pizza. Sometimes you need a fucking (laughs) piece of cake. (laughs) Calories in versus calories out. Now, this is a great starting place for 95% of people, but... There is, you know, a lot of hormonal regulation that comes in here as well. Uh, metabolism, you know, is directly correlated. It, it is uh, run by the thyroid. Thyroid releases T4, converts it to T3. Sometimes that function is off. Psycho won't work. Sometimes your fasted insulin's too high. You just have extra insulin response. Uh, psycho is going to work a little bit differently. Um, so there's items um, you know, at play, estrogen dominance, another one, um, digestive issues, another one. Like if your body can't properly assimilate, if your body cannot properly determine how much of what items it needs to use, then, you know, psycho is going to be a tough go. We have underlying issues. We need to figure that out. Okay. Calories in versus calories out is the base of every single diet, including the keto diet. But all the people who love keto already hung up on me, gave me a one star on this podcast. 
just be smarter. Like, like <laughs> we just can't argue with facts, like concrete evidence. Why? We can't argue. How did with the keto it. diet come about? Um, like, well, I don't know if it was for epilepsy, but you know, it, it has shown, um, I think carbohydrates might've been a trigger for ep- epilepsy. I believe, or maybe they, maybe a high fat diet, maybe, uh, the inflammatory response from a carbohydrate diet, uh, combined with lower fats might've been a cause of epilepsy. I'm not hundred percent sure. Yeah. It says, um, it says the, that it's, it was used as a treatment for epilepsy. Yeah. yeah originally. Yeah. Um, man, it's amazing how passionate people are about a medical based diet around epilepsy. That's yeah. wild, man. You guys love this shit. Let's talk about the human metabolism um, a little bit more. So what happens is you take in energy. Let me take a step back. What happens is your body constantly monitors what you're doing. So body understands how much output you have every single day. Body understands how much intake you also have every single day. It takes essentially a running average or running total of these based on how quickly you acclimate to these items would be called either hyper or hypo responsive. Some elements of hyper responsive are beneficial. Some are not. Some elements of being hypo responsive are beneficial. Some also are not in terms of your, 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 your metabolism. For example, if you're dieting, you pull down food, you increase cardio metabolism takes a long time to catch up, man, you're going to have big fat loss. Um, if you hyper respond, you're going to always have to be changing. You're always going to have to be manipulating and changing. Um, But a pro of like hyper responsiveness uh, would essentially be the opposite. And in off season, we can push food and health higher. The off season will probably recover a little bit better. Um, So pros and cons of each. Every time you intake energy based off of what your metabolism thinks that you need because of the data you have given it. This is also why consistency is so important, guys. You take in energy, your body sends signals based upon how much of that it that you intook, how much that it needs. Your body cares first and foremost about calories. Secondly, about the breakdown of the calories. That's what your body cares about. We we being like people who want to enhance our physique, we need to care, you know, uh, uh, about the breakdown as much as the calories. OK, um, so if you give your body 2000 calories of carbohydrates in a day and your body needs 2000 calories, it's honestly going to be all right. like your body's going to be all right. Your performance is going to be all right. Your recovery is not going to be all right. Like, like everything in your what you want out of like the gym and an active lifestyle is not going to be all right. But your body's going to be just fine. So body keeps a running total of what you're doing. If you start pushing your food higher, 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 you're, you're, you're hitting that, uh, maximum simulating threshold. You're beating it every day. It's going to raise that lower, lower, lower. It's going to lower it. That's metabolic adaptation. It responds to what you're doing based upon your output at everyone is doing way too much fucking cardio. Tune in. Turn, turn this up. Take some notes. Your metabolism starts relying on that output every day. So you go into the day, you need 2,000 calories, but body thinks we're going to spend 1,200 calories on the Stairmaster. 
does your body tough position does your body in. adapt like okay example yes but good because <laughs> <laughs> whatever you're about adapts. to ask it will adapt of course it adapts. <laughs> it's more about the speed at which it does yeah 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 okay so let's say i'm, I'm doing no cardio yeah and i expend none of those calories on cardio yeah let's maybe it's like i don't know 500 in a workout okay i mean 2000 and then i expend a thousand next day yeah how quickly is, is my the, the day two yeah after i've done my thousand burn calorie stairmaster yeah is my body going to expect me to do it again already or is it going to take some time? So usually it's going to take longer than just like a, a day or a, or a week. Like I, I believe like 30 days, like common, um, like common metabolic adaptation times, like 24 to 26 days. Okay. All right. But that whole time it's changing. Yeah. So that comes back to hyper versus hypo responsive. Okay. So a hyper responder might be like 10 days. Mm hmm. Hypo responsor might be like 40 days. Mm -hmm. Those are the people you want to diet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Those are the fun people to diet. Okay. Yeah. It's like, man, everything's working. Yeah, <laughs> it's sure, magic. Sure. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it just keeps a running total. Mm -hmm. And like over time, I think how much data your body has. Yeah. Like just over time, it compiles all this data. So it takes a lot to really like move that. Um, but obviously like a contest prep setting, that's a sure, lot. Sure. You know? um, or trying to build muscle. That's yeah. a lot. Cause Building muscle is not metabolically efficient. Mm -hmm. Building muscle means your body needs more nutrients. Your body doesn't want to need, does not want to need to have more nutrients. Our bodies are still programmed to run from a fucking saber toothed tiger. All right. Like we've only been living this life for a few hundred years. Like we've evolved from some pretty immaculate, it's amazing we're fucking here to be quite honest with you i'm not sure the perfect, how the perfect how storm we, yeah how, how did we hide that well yeah. um so your metabolism just keeps a running chart of everything that's happening then the response is such so you're doing way too much cardio well where do you go from here what if we titrate cardio up and down what if we manipulate cardio? What if we take cardio breaks? I love taking cardio breaks. Deep in a contest prep, clients grinding, 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 grinding. Client gets up to, you know, maybe two hit hit sessions a week and like three days of like four or five miles on the elliptical or 150 floors on the stairmaster or something like that. Man, we pull cardio out for a week when they're like really getting to their peak of like, fuck, I'm tired, I'm fatigued, my sleep sucks, everything aches, everything hurts. Dude, we take cardio. We just pull cardio back for a week and we only have neat man. Every single time I see an amazing result. I have a fun every single time. I, I don't know if this pertains. This, this is kind of off on topic, but off yeah. track Car calories in versus calories out. Okay. When we track on like my fitness pal, for instance, and you're doing your 2000 calories, you split your macros. However it is. Yeah, yeah. Should you, are you, are you trying to zero out yeah. your in, your in versus out yeah. all day? Yeah. We want to zero. Whoa. Well, it depends on the goal. We want to always zero out our food. Mm -hmm. no, 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 no. You eat your calories in versus calories out. Yeah. You take in 2000, you want to expend 2000 yeah. for the day. That's a really good question. It depends on your goal. So mm -hmm. if we're trying to build, let's say, you know, we're trying to build and you need 4,000 calories and you know, your knee is around 8,000 steps daily, which is going to burn, you know, what? 12, 1500 calories. Fuck. Okay. You need a lot. That's 6,000 calories. You need to be in a surplus. Yeah. To be in a 300 calorie surplus, 300 yeah. calorie surplus daily is only 2,100 calories across the week. You don't even gain a pound from that. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, a lot of factors influence this. We're talking about just black and white right now. Like, mm -hmm. what does the paper say? Because obviously, in real, you know, anecdote, you might gain a pound from that. 
Um, but the other thing is the metabolism is always moving. Mm-hmm. So let's say, let's say you're a hundred and forty pound girl, um, about fifteen percent body fat. Let's say your knee is, you know, your only cardio is your knee. You work out. You're 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 very 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 active. Your body is not just going to burn like 2,100 calories. Yeah. Your body's going to burn in a range every day of like, you know, 1980 to 2250. Like it's going to burn somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And so it's a moving constant variable that just depends on your circadian rhythm. It depends on what time of day you do things. It so depends you're plus on or minus of yeah. a certain window all day. Yeah. So when you're dieting for a competition, I mean, the goal we have to look at the macro versus the micro. The macro is week to week mm. and the micro is day to day. Yeah. You might step on the scale tomorrow. You're up one pound it means literally nothing. Mm. Like I, I couldn't care less about that, but across the whole week is what matters. We're dieting for a show. We have to lose body fat. We're natural or not running many enhancements. That skill needs to be down. Mm-hmm. Now, when enhancements are brought up, PEDs are brought up into play. You just can't worry about scale mm-hmm. at all. Um, fuck an ideal scenario in a contest prep with PEDs is scale going up. <laughs> I know I'm gonna get you leaner, but man, if that scale's going up. We're building muscle, mm-hmm. <laughs> and honestly, you know, oftentimes people can um, enhance clients will build muscle till like you know seven, eight weeks out, six weeks out. They'll hit PRs, they'll build muscle. They're so dialed in, they're so focused, they're going so hard, they're training so hard. The goal is so huge, the intent behind everything they do. You know, it's just different. And the, the goal is for them to act like that every fucking day of the year. Mm-hmm. Like I, ever since I won the Ohio, like this is the first time every single day since then I've acted like that. Mm-hmm. And like it's the first time I've ever done that. I think it's working. I think things are going pretty well. I want everyone doing that. I want everyone acting like they're seven days out. Seven days out, you're not going to fuck up. Mm-hmm. Seven days out, you're going to train your fucking ass off. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I guess that's kind of where the coaching, um, that's, yeah, that's where good coaching comes into play. Let's talk about how digestion works. And that's going to help us understand kind of the the rest of this. And I want to be able to tie it all together. I, I, I want to be able to teach you guys. So I think oftentimes people think of the digestion and they just like think of like their stomach. Like when you're having a digestion issue, it's like your stomach. Mm. Like very rarely is it your, no, I don't want to say rarely. It could be a combination um, of things. Like your liver. More often than not, something is going wrong somewhere other than your stomach. Okay. Okay. That's a better way to put it. So, so about digestion. Food and liquids are broken down in your mouth. That's pretty simple. Your mouth. Uh, saliva has enzymes that start breaking down the food like in real time in your mouth. You chew. A huge part of digestion issues is chewing your fucking food. And when I'm hungry, I'm guilty of it too. But man, so many people just like get hungry and pile the food in their mouth and just swallow it without chewing all the way. Dude, chew extra. <laughs> or another big item is people like chew with their mouth open or slightly open without even noticing they're taking in air and then they're swallowing air down with the um like with, with their food. Yeah. And it gets stuck yeah. somewhere like in the esophagus. Yeah. Or or it makes it, you know, all the way down, you know, to the gut and, and air the gut, like yeah. It makes this big air pocket until it passes through, you know, the small intestine and the large intestine. And then like finally gets the fuck out. Yeah. Like, yeah. Taking in air with your food makes a whole fucking process. I was talking about this to a girl who's about to get started with me. was telling me. So I heard that you, you were extremely anti um, protein fluff. 
And that's like where they aerate like the protein and okay. water go and make okay. But well, yeah, you're adding air to your food and adding air to your food makes this entire process extremely fucking difficult. So I mean, I know we're splitting hairs with this, but like yeah. in a competition setting, yeah. really close to show day. Is that yeah. why you're against I mean, I know gum has carbs in it. Oh yeah, heavily against gum. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gum gets pulled like two weeks out. Yeah. Yeah, we get we got we gotta get rid of the gum. Um, so food's broken down the mouth. It moves through the esophagus via peristalsis. Peristalsis. Your organs of your entire GI lining have muscles that move through through your organs are very hollow, extremely hollow. They're like as hollow as they can be. Oftentimes, really big bodybuilders get issues from like moving food down the esophagus because everything's so compact. Mm. And they're not fucking wild. Yeah. So the food goes through. The muscles are squeezing and contracting. Muscles behind the food push it. Muscles in front of the food relax. Isn't that fucking amazing? Think of like a snake moving. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. literally what's happening in your yeah. esophagus. And that's, that's, a good, that's a good visual. Yeah. Like how a snake just moves. It's, it's whatever. slowly just pushing ate. it down. That, that's literally your fault. Fu- a snake is just esophagus. Yeah. Like, that's all it is. It's a fucking <laughs> esophagus, dude. It's a slimy esophagus. No one expected to learn that today. <laughs> and now every time these people eat, they're just going to imagine a snake like taking in the food and like pushing and it down. And just slowly like yeah. each, each second. Just each Pushing. second just pushing down that's oh literally God. what happens never be afraid of snakes again yeah <laughs> your lower lower esophageal sphincter relaxes lets food into the stomach usually this is closed it's like a flap it's like a flap mm-hmm. above your stomach in between your esophagus and your in your stomach and it opens up whenever there's liquid or food that needs to get through your stomach mixes the contents, whatever you took in, with digestive juices. This is, you know, mostly enzymes, bile, stomach bile, um, but with the digestive juices. What it breaks down, what it, while it continues to break down, it empties what's called chyme into the small intestine. Chyme is literally just the broken down food and liquid that you've eaten. Small intestine is such an important organ in the body. Holy shit. So whenever you have like malabsorption issues, um, a lot of SIBO um, as well, um, anything that pertains to just not being able to absorb nutrients properly, leaky gut, the small intestine has essentially been under attack. All right, we need to get in there and fix that. The small intestine walls absorb the water and the nutrients into the bloodstream. But before it does this, it actually pulls in juices from the pancreas from the liver, from the intestine to mix in there and continue breaking everything down. So think about this. You've chewed it up. You swallowed it down your esophagus. It's gone into the stomach. At every layer of these, there's enzymes and there's shit trying to break this food down. Think how fast everything happens. Think how fucking amazing this is. Maybe it's just fucking me. Like, I nerd out. I think, I think it's pretty why. cool that digestion starts when it touches your tongue. As soon as it touches yeah, your like tongue. You're the, what, yeah, it's not, it's an, it's an acid or is it... What are the break? What breaks down enzymes. enzymes? Yeah, the enzymes. That's fascinating yeah. to me. You know why? Um, that's it's actually like bad for you to chew gum because your body expects there to be like nutrients coming down and all this oh, you're, process you're starts happening. It? Yeah, yeah, you're tricking it. Isn't that fucking wild? And we habitually chew gum. And we habitually society. chew gum as a society. <laughs> yeah, so it's actually like kind of. Pro- it's I, I would say it's problematic. Interesting. Yeah, in that wild. Um. So your small intestine pulls in these juices. 
keeps breaking it down, breaking it down. And as it gets broken out enough, the digestible, the broken down nutrients get absorbed into the, the, the wall of the small intestine and the water gets pulled into the wall of the small intestine. What's really cool here, well, let me touch on the large intestine first. All of the waste, the small intestine, this is where it's decided. It's talking to the nervous system. It's talking to your brain, and it's deciding what's waste and what's going to be used. The waste gets thrown into a large intestine. Um, it gets turned into stool, and, well, we all know what happens after that. It just waits. It essentially just, like, stores and it, waits in the rectum until there's an exits, <laughs> yeah, exits the snake. Yeah, it exits the snake. So in the small intestine, that's where all the, the nutrients are getting delivered. Yes? Yeah, all of the nutrients are happening in the small intestine. So what happens is the liquids and, like, the nutrients and everything go to the wall. And these special cells come in that are in the blood. And they just take them all and take almost all of them into the liver mm-hmm. and then in the liver they like huddle up and we get ready it's like the pre-game talk with mm-hmm. the coach and the, the the liver we got the pre-game talk they're in the locker room they're ready to go what, what's my duty what's my duty what's my duty liver tells everything where to go and then boom starts going really yeah and that fucking cool that is cool takes in is it broken down into like these at this cellular? point it's broken all the way down just to the nutrients so like yeah it's just an amino acid. Got it. Or so the nutrients glycerol. cellular level yeah. is there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, glycerol, fatty acids, um, amino acids, and then like some like vitamins and minerals. Okay. Stuff. It all goes in there. Interesting. So I like. And then it goes through your bloodstream important. at that point. It goes through your bloodstream, gets delivered to the place that it needs to go. Mm-hmm. No out. Now, if we don't have sodium, none of this happens. If we don't have water, none of this happens. Or it happens like just an extent like keep you alive. <laughs> I have a funny question. Yeah. This is I used I heard this a long time ago. Yeah. Does the body only register the liquid of water as water? Okay. Over anything else that's like soda, juices. Ah, yeah, um, good question. Or even if you put powder, yeah. Like coffee over cardio, hydrate. Yeah. It all is gets it digested separated. as food? Yeah, yeah, it all gets separated. So water is its own little, its own thing. Yeah, and then anything else, even in liquid form, is food. Yeah. So these enzymes, um, it, again, that starts right as soon as it hits your mouth. Mm-hmm. The enzymes start pulling it apart, breaking it down, and they, you know, pull out. I mean, what, like, what the fuck makes like soda? However, the like well, all the sure. ingredients, well, like the sugar and shit, yeah. Yeah, like all that. So it, that still gets obviously that's going to get broken down. Yeah, but. The water within, I guess there's water within everything. I have, I have a good way to word this. Yeah. I think I don't want to miss it. Um, so pop goes in yep. <laughs> pop. I'm, I'm a Midwest boy. Pop goes in. I don't want to lose it. Essentially. The only thing that happens, let's say pop has 38 ingredients. Mm-hmm. All right. How much of how many of those ingredients are energy containing? There can only be one. Mm. It can only be sugar. It can only be a glycerol base. Mm hmm. Anything, any carbohydrates, a glycerol base. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean all carbohydrates are equal. It has to be a glycerol base. It goes in. So I'm going to take you in a step back. Yeah. This is a really good way. We take in whey protein. Yeah. We take perfect. in Gatorade yep. mixed with yep. water yep. or we take in soda. Yeah. There's only two things that register what's water, what's energy. Got it. If you're not a fat, if you're not a protein, if you're not a carb, if you're not water, 
your waist. So you go. So it just goes. It literally, the stomach is like pulling these things apart and it sends over to the small intestine. Like, Hey, so there's like this chime you can use. Oh, Hey, like there, here's the trash chime as well. And literally the small intestine just takes it. And it's like, Oh yep, you're trash. And just puts it right into a large intestine. So when we take something like a powdered drink yeah, or, you know, um, what's that called? Um, the shit you can put in water to make it flavored. Um, yeah, like the hydrate, the Mio's, the Mio's. Yeah, yeah like yeah, hydrate's yeah. got a specific purpose because yeah, sodium yeah, yeah. in it. Um, but like the Mio's flavored water. Yeah. That's that just does that get rid of your water intake for the no. day? So it's it's the, still it just counts. pulls that liquid. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This, it, your body, especially with water, yeah. your body's so savvy. It's mm. going to use it all, dude. Yeah. Like sure. it's, unless you're like drowning yourself, honestly. Yeah. But that's all that happens here. It doesn't matter what you eat. It does not matter. So you can go have that. I mean, I think popcorn has more ingredients than fucking anything, right? Does it? I, I, don't, I don't. We don't drink any. No, we don't. Not really. So you, if you have something that has 40 ingredients, that dude, like some of these fucking whey protein companies, mm-hmm. how's there 40 ingredients in whey protein? Yeah. Like if it has more than seven or eight, I'm not fucking touching it. Yeah. So it, all of these ingredients, there's water and everything. Mm-hmm. And then there's an energy base and everything. The only those ingredients get pulled out. So we're, we're just filtering yes. energy and water. Yeah. We're just filtering those two and everything mm-hmm. else is. Yeah. Just gone. Interesting. So it's like when you start viewing food that way, is it really worth it? Is the Walden farms really worth it? Mm-hmm. Are the protein bars really worth it? Mm-hmm. Like when we start viewing food as exactly what is used for, like, it, man, is that flavor like really worth like. I mean, that's, that's like stressful for the body. I have to tear it. Like, man, we have to oh, that's, that was my next question was like, okay, now the body has to take the energy to yeah. do that. Some versus- people that applies a heavy stress on the body. Yeah. A very heavy stress. Sure. Um, I mean, you know, you and I are pretty good. We don't really have much digestion issues, man. Remember when you were like fucked up for like a week after we ate something? When was that dude? That was this year. You felt yeah, terrible. Was, we were doc, it was Doc was B's. That? Was it Doc that, It was B's? that pork chop. Yeah, it was. I have a problem with pork. I figured uh, out. From that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, pork doesn't really add much to our life. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely not the best thing to eat. So yeah, yeah. I I, I hope that kind of, did, did that kind of explain yeah, digestion yeah. pretty well, definitely like how did. things work. Yeah. Does that enhance influence your future food? views or choices knowing no. how how simple no no doesn't no that's interesting i'd be interested to like hear from um like my, the listeners yeah like, i was gonna say my view in food is similar to yours yeah like fuel and that's it yeah just and fuel. like if it does taste good awesome if it's yeah. if it doesn't i'm not gonna hurt myself like chicken and rice is fine yeah yeah chicken and rice is great fucking and i'm like, okay with it and it, it does its job it's such an easily digestible meal i also don't like want to expand a thought of like i know fuck i gotta make this meal we're very simple we are very simple <laughs> So about meal plans and macros, a huge problem with macro based dieting. And it's like promoted by certain teams, too, which I find disgusting. Mm-hmm. It's like if it fits your macros, I hate oh, I yeah. hate that term. <laughs> I remember that, that back in college. Stupid as fuck. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like if it fits your macros, this insinuates terrible things. Mm-hmm. I mean, man, you want to talk about like to me when I think of a disordered food behavior, it's literally that the the second I saw that like all over social media yeah. years ago, I mean, I was, it was a huge trend. 22 in college, it was whatever supposed to die. Yeah. <laughs> it's still around. Hasn't. <laughs> but like I, the second I saw that, I was like, so you're telling me I can literally eat all the garbage I want. Yeah. It's okay. Cause that doesn't sound yeah. correct. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. 
You want to get your fucking protein from protein bars? Want to get your carbs from Pop-Tarts? Want to get your fats from nut butters? All right, cool. You know what? More power to you. Go do it. Go fucking all in. And now someone's going to be listening to this who loves if it fits your macros. Look, I'm a macro-based diet coach. That is vastly different from if it fits your macros. Mm -hmm. Right now, I'm slamming if it fits your macros, folks, the same way I did the keto, folks. If it fits your macros, it's stupid as shit. This allows you a bodybuilding competitor, a physique competitor, a person who's listening to this podcast because you follow me on Instagram for my fitness information. So you obviously want to get better Mm -hmm. with your fitness. And you're going to like fill in a percentage of your daily needs with shit every day. Every single day. It's the same concept you said. Uh, do you want a Kodiak cake body or literally, a chicken and rice body? Literally, because it's going to show. Because the macro split's the same. You ain't going to look like me with with Kodiak <laughs> cakes. I can promise <laughs> you, if I can, if I can make the most black and white statement ever yeah. made, you will never look like me eating Kodiak cakes. What's the biggest thing that comes out of that? You're like, you just come out soft. Hello, no, no, it's just, it, it, it's just like your body. We evolved yeah eating these things that are very wholesome to the earth and they've been refined and refined and refined and refined and refined they're not natural to our to our bodies anymore all this shit's yeah. brand fucking new yeah like this shit's within the last 20 fucking years and we've been around for tens of thousands of fucking years well, and you wonder factory. why like how was estrogen dominance, PCOS, SIBO, mm. leaky gut? Mm-hmm. How were all of these items never a thing 20 years ago? That's a good point. What's the only fucking thing that changed you dense headed people (laughs) Our fucking diet, dude. And you don't want to look at it because you love fitting in the flavor. Hey, flavor is cool. Flavor is great. It's great. I'm not saying don't eat, don't eat flavorful foods. Yeah. Remember how upset Twitter got at this? Oh yeah. I'm not saying don't eat flavorful. It was the eating like a dog. Yeah. Make your food that you eat taste good. Um, learn how to cook. I don't know hard. a fucking crock crock pot chicken and a marinade is ridiculously good. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like learn how to fucking cook rice perfectly. And that shit is dank. Yeah. Add a little bit of salt. You're good. Oh my God. And learn how to make some fucking potatoes in the air fryer. And you're going to mm-hmm. fucking think you're at a five star restaurant. <laughs> like, I mean, dude, this shit's not hard. I know. Like, I'm not going to lie. I, f- I was probably faulted a little bit in the, if you're fit- oh, in macros did. time. I did. And I, I looked like, I, fucking, I looked like it. Yeah. I looked like, and I performed like it. Yeah. Like, it, it, dude, you want to be strong. You want to be powerful micronutrients, vitamins and minerals. They fucking matter. You cannot be micronutrient deficient and be healthy. You cannot be micronutrient deficient and recover. You cannot be micronutrient deficient and be hydrated. You cannot be micronutrient deficient and perform at a high level. But it's a very valid argument for me to, for you to be like, well, what about multi-minerals? Dude, great question. Well, currently there's one multi-mineral on the market that has every single ingredient bioavailable. There's one multi-mineral on the market that has accurate dosages of every single thing you need. That's Revive's multi-mineral. Y'all be late. Well, the podcast is sponsored by Revive. All right. Go compare it. Yeah. Go ahead. Come back to me. Take your time out. Compare their multi-min to everyone else's. Mm-hmm. You know, but let me tell you something about a multi-min. What happens when you take in too many minerals? <laughs> Your digestion is really fucking pissed off uh-huh. if, you, if you overdo it. <laughs> yeah. It's a stress on your body. Yeah. So you now also- we're just 
blind we're putting blind faith that like these formulators who did their best fucking job to make this multi-mineral yeah we're putting blind faith in these people like know exactly what i need well didn't you once i think you told me too that like a compressed pill versus a cap was uh, much, pro, uh that's more for anabolics <laughs> no, 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 no no a multivitamin i used yeah. to take like the men's um Men's one a day. Yeah. That's a pressed pill. Oh, the pressed pill. Yeah. So here's, here's my issues with, uh, like how supplements are made essentially is you, you do this one a day. This, this men's one. Yep. And you're telling me all that everything I need is smashed in there. Yeah. And not overly broken down Mm -hmm. to a place where I can just take this and be fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we had to just approach it more logically yeah. about like, yeah, this actually, there's no way. I mean, the human body is really complex. Mm-hmm. You're telling me that we're breaking everything down to that, to like that level. Mm-hmm. And like, it's all just going to like be crushed together and like fit. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to die on that hill. Yeah. You know, I, and most people don't. So if we hit our micronutrient profile, it's going to be a great place to be. One of variety. One of variety meats, fish, fruit, veggies, the more colorful, the better. If you don't eat much fish, definitely want to take an omega-3 supplement. I would say like if you don't eat fish like twice a week, it'd be really good to have the omega-3 supplement. The You know, you really want to have um, sufficient levels of the DHA and EPA. Can you overdo that? Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. You'll just smell really fishy and have pretty oily bowel movements. Mm. And that's not fun. Okay. That's, yeah, that's not a good place to be. So if you want to be macro based, here's my rule 95% of your meals contain a fish, a red meat, eggs, or shellfish. And yeah, you're going to ask, like, hey, what about chicken? Like, what about turkey? Like, as fatty as we can make them is ideal. If you need to be like extremely, extremely, extremely lean with them, it's okay. It's a lot better than nothing. But fish, red meat, eggs, shellfish is going to be the biggest bane for your buck proteins. Unsaturated fats like coconut oil, extra virgin olive oil, avocados. Um, those are really solid. Ideally with every meal, two veggies, one dark green. Salt with every meal. I like pink Himalaya. It's good to have iodized salt in there as well. So you don't have an iodine deficiency. And with carbohydrates, what's the most natural we can get to the earth? Potatoes, rice, fruits. What's the most natural we can get to the earth? Not Pop-Tarts. Dude, I love Pop-Tarts. Dude, I uh, I finished out my food the other night with Pop-Tarts. Did you? Yeah, isn't that wild? Yeah. I don't even practice what I preach. That's God surprising. damn, I got a Pop-Tart ass body. If it fits your macros, man. Yeah. Come so on. So what happened? You what might as well go keto. Is, yeah, might as well go keto at this point, <laughs> honestly, to like overrule that. Um, we got way too fucking high. Yeah. And it was, was a long the popsicle night day. I FaceTimed you last night? No, no, no. This was, uh, let's see, it was like two, two nights ago, I think. Okay. Real fucking high. And I just started falling asleep. And uh, I woke up, you know, I, I fell asleep before I was anticipating on the couch and I woke up and I was like, oh, fuck, man, I am. I got more food. You're behind. I'm behind. Yeah. And I was like sleepwalking. I was going to make my fucking rice. It's going to make my chicken. I'm here for it. Glorious life. I was like, I'm going to crush it. <laughs> and I got in there and I pulled it out and I was like, dude, there's no way I can do this right now. 
So yeah, I, fin- I finished my food with one and a quarter pop tarts and 35 grams of protein. It was fantastic. Nice. Yeah. Good treat. Yeah. And then the next morning I, I had digestion problems. <laughs> no wild. Was your workout all right next, no morning, next day? Uh, yeah. All my workouts have been pretty decent okay. since that bad week. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know what? Hey, but you know, when's the last time I did that? I was going to say it's Jesus once and that was the first time this year. <laughs> one out of 365. Yeah. So far. <laughs> that was the first time this year I've done that. But I was like, like you got to eat your food. Yeah. Like you have to eat your fucking food. Yeah. Let's talk about this. There's no bad foods, only bad behaviors. Nothing's a bad food. Pop-Tart's not a bad food. Pop-Tart's a perfectly fine food. Where do we place that Pop-Tart? Well, if you're like me the other fucking night and you got too fucked up, then you place it at the end of your fucking night just to hit your food one time out of literally, like it's been a, like a year and a half since mm-hmm. I did that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, literally one time in 500 fucking days. Um, there's no bad foods. You only have bad behaviors with your foods. What if we took that Pop-Tart and put it before a workout? Man. Now we just put that Pop-Tart to use. That's mm-hmm. a great place for a fucking Pop-Tart to be. I love Pop-Tarts. No bad foods, just bad behaviors with foods. Don't label a food bad. You know what? You're wrong. What if, what if that food fits perfectly in your daily needs? All of a sudden, it's not bad anymore. Nothing's bad about it. There was a, a guy who commented on Savannah's intra-workout yeah. uh, carb yeah. post. And he's like, he goes, LOL. You're promoting junk foods. What oh a great coach. Oh boy. Damn. I wish you guys told me when this shit happened. I would love to argue with him. It, like he probably had a junk ass physique. <laughs> <laughs> Treat if it fits your macro is like a meal plan. This is just simple macro based dieting. This is literally what I do with my clients. If we don't have consistency in our diet, there's literally no data you can pull from it. If you're eating different shit every fucking day, you can't pull data from this. Like 90% of our foods day over day over day need to be consistent. There's no data we can pull from inconsistency. If you have nine food sources this day, tomorrow you have 12 different food sources. The next day you have six different food sources. There's nothing we can do with that. And, you know, as a coach, it's, it's, it's like frustrating if you realize that that's going on and they're not following the things you ask them to follow. Um, here's, you want to make the best progress. You want to be the best. You eat like a dog straight the fuck up. What's dog do every day? Eat the same fucking thing at the same fucking time. Like fucking clockwork. Well, that sounds boring. Well, that's hard. I don't want to do that. That's fine. But when you're on stage next to my clients, you're going to lose. So don't fucking be mad when the time comes. If you're on stage next to me with that mentality, you are going to like get third fucking call outs in a super heavyweight class. You like a fucking dog, dude. We're like human beings. The reason we have this tie to f- foods that are overly flavorful and that taste certain way. Like, dude, I do too. Every single night, I really want something sweet. Mm. So I have a fucking apple. I want something sweet every night. Growing up, we had ice cream every single night. Yeah. Me and the family had ice cream every single night. Mm. It's like weathered into us. We have an emotional relationship with food because it's been, it's like a societal factor. Yeah. Like society has made us have such. Mm-hmm. Like this shit didn't used to happen. Yeah. Like your emotional attachment with food is fuck. I need to be able to outrun the saber tooth tiger. <laughs> yeah. And then I need to eat it. Yeah. I need to eat something. Yeah. I mean, yeah. holy shit, dude. You can't have a, like having an overly emotional attachment with food that pulls you away from making progress as a human. Well, not the best place to be. You said, like you said, no bad foods, only bad behaviors. No bad foods, only bad behaviors. That's exactly right. 
Pay attention to digestion, dude. I mean, this is a huge thing. If we're not digesting properly, you're not assimilating properly. If we're not assimilating properly, we're not recovering properly. If you're digesting off, your sleep is probably too shallow or more shallow than it needs to be. Your performance is all, you know, X, Y, Z, merit of factors. Your, your physique's going to show it. Understand glycemic index. How do we utilize the glycemic index? Well, we want high GI carbs around your workout. Pre-workout, preferably, I like you know, drinking the nutrients during the workout just because you're in a sympathetic state. You're not digesting as optimally at that point. We can get backed up. The delivery through the small intestine could be delayed. High GR carbs, things like white bread, like Gatorade, rice cakes, pretzels, white potato, white rice, fries, low GI. So low GI, you want to kind of have low and moderate. You want to have like the rest of the day. The ideal place is not to have high GI, um, Carbohydrates like super far from your workout because it is going to spike um, blood glucose response. It's going to spike your insulin. Okay. Um, we want to be able to just have a mild effect. We want to save that insulin for that workout. We, we want to make sure that's our big spike for the day. Low and moderate G, uh, GI cars, low beans, whole wheat pasta, plain yogurt, things of like lentils, moderate, 100% fruit juice, most 100% fruit juices. Most fruits, sweet potato, brown rice, honey. Dude, honey is so good. Yeah. Dude, you know why I don't keep honey in my house? Because you drink it. Oh my God. Yeah. I fuck with honey. Yeah. Like putting some on my tongue mm-hmm. and just like letting it, it on top of my, like oh, the dude. roof of my mouth. You know what I do? I let it drip down my throat. Oh, that is <laughs> sexual. <laughs> oh, I would do some bad things for honey. Oh. Raisins, protein bars are moderate. I included protein bars in there so you guys understand as a GI response. Protein bars are glorified candy bars. Let's be honest. Here's why I prefer macros over meal plan. When you learn how to fuel properly through an abundance of choices, if you follow macros for three years, there were a lot of times where you had to go out to eat. You had to be away from your normal structure and you had mm-hmm. to adapt. Mm-hmm. Man, if you can learn to fucking adapt, I mean, for life, you can make progress, not just mm-hmm. like physique or performance progress. Like for life, you're going to feel really good. What happens when you come off that meal plan? You don't have any. You have no whereabouts of how food works. Well, you've trained yourself. Yeah. To only eat in a certain window. To only eat like one, 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 one way that's like extremely rigid. Now, when I bring clients on and we start on a meal plan, that's fine, but it's non-negotiable to learn how to count macros. Mm. Unless someone just really doesn't fucking want to. Yeah. But everyone's progress is going to be way better if they do learn how to count It's interesting that people complain about counting macros over time. Like it had made them become, have a bad relationship with food where I feel like a meal plan, if you've been on it for a long time, would be way worse. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's data supporting that too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Without a doubt, that one's, um, I think people just like complaining. Probably. Honestly, I really think people like complaining. Soft. Yeah. For me, so macros are going to teach you a lot. Macros with a structure, I will say, I believe it's going to be the best for you long term. Now, in the immediate doesn't mean that like it's better than meal plan, um, it, like it, or it, that'll get you somewhere. Meal plan won't. It's the bottom line is fucking adherence. Like, are you going to follow the diet or you're not going to follow the diet? It's up to you. 
I mean, Yield Plan is really easy to manipulate. All of the data every single week is usable. You're just following meals. Your micro is going to be taken care of. Your digestion can be taken care of as long as the meal plan becomes optimal. Performance variables will be good. You don't have to think about anything. Those are all positives of a meal plan. But if you're intelligent, if you're a smart dieter and you set up your macro-based nutrition protocol and treat it like it's a fucking meal plan, all these things are going to happen. I believe enhanced over time. Mm. There was a study done uh, in 20 participants. 10 follow macro based, 10 follow meal plan based. Um, this is in 2018 or 17. And for like six weeks, they followed it, which isn't a very long time, not a very huge group. But there was no difference found in fat loss between mm-hmm. the two, um, as one would expect. But you know, now we just have science proving it. They were both putting like the same, it just kind of further enhances psycho, like yeah. calories in versus calories out. Yeah. Um, so which do I prefer? I prefer a macro-based protocol. I prefer clients to be on a macro-based protocol. I prefer you understand how to utilize a macro-based protocol. If the only way you're going to follow a diet is you know meal plan-based, that's perfectly fine. I have clients like that, and they still crush it. They still make progress, and they still get better. It comes down to personal preference, and the choice is yours. You know, whichever you want to attack with, whichever you want to go with. But if you utilize macros, and you make shit choices, and you get on stage, and you get your ass kicked, don't complain about it. If you're a bodybuilder, your physique shows what you're doing. Your physique shows the training. Your physique shows the cardio. And your physique shows your diet. And it shows your lifestyle choices. Nothing gets hidden here. Everything's literally right there. In very, very, very small articles of clothing (laughs) that show everything. Under bright lights with a tan. (laughs) (laughs) On the cameras point. A ton of cameras. So whichever you prefer, whichever you feel like you can adhere to the best, that's going to be the diet for you. I hope you find this podcast helpful. I hope you find this podcast useful. Don't forget to keep supporting the current movement of change in America. It's an exciting time to be an American citizen. Don't forget to support our sponsors. Revive and Raw. Raw is going to drop July 1st. Hyperdrive Gym opens July 1st. Yeah, you're getting some raw products soon. I saw the email. Yeah, we get raw products like in a couple days. Yep. They were all sent today. They're all shipped. I've already had all the products. Yeah. (laughs) You get it in a nice package. I get it in the I haven't had it in the (laughs) package yet. Yeah. Not fucking cool. So I appreciate the support. Use code Mahaley20 on those. Give us five stars. If you love us, if you don't love us, please don't tell anybody about it. Share us on your Instagrams. Leave us a review. DM us. Tell us what you think. Mm Mm-hmm. Episode 39. Next one's the big four. Oh, yep. A-O-A-O-A-O. We will see you guys Friday.